Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. While factional ownership remains a niche part of the art world, it's grown exponentially over the last few years. We're beginning to see new entrants in this market, and each has a different perspective and strategy. So in this week's episode, we wanted to chat with Harold Aiden, CEO of Particle. Particle was in the news last year when they launched by offering fractional ownership of an important painting by Banksy, and they're back now with their second artwork, an H.R. Giger alien statue. We hope you enjoy the conversation with Harold. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. Of course, our pleasure. So I think to start things off, tell us a little bit more about what Particle is exactly and how did this idea originate? Sure. So Particle is is, is a platform and, and a protocol that essentially enables for collective ownership of fine arts and in a, in a transparent, independent and decentralized way. And I think we'll get into that probably, uh, you know, a little a later in our conversation. But, as, you know, this was conceived through um, Louis Gouzer, who's my co-founder, one of my co-founders. He was the um, the, the former uh, chairman of post-war and contemporary art at Christie's. And, um, and yeah, he, you know, he always says when he was young, he used to cut out pieces of the uh, auction house um, catalogs, uh, cutting out the and, and, and building his ideal utopic um you know collection and uh, of course because he couldn't afford any of it and uh and and, and this had kind of uh it was an idea that he played around with through his whole career how do, how do you kind of democratize that fine art experience as a whole um to me there's kind of four components to it to that fine art experience there's of course the art first and foremost there's knowledge and education there's the access to the art and the last piece is um is is ownership of course and uh and so we've decided you know with with the um the the, the you know with the, the advent of, of the blockchain and the technology that comes with it um we actually found that it was a, a quite a, a a perfect application um to deliver that so essentially allow more people to have that whole fine art experience you're about to release your second artwork to the community an hr giger alien statue Walk us through if someone wanted to participate in that, they wanted to purchase a fractional share of that artwork, how do they actually go about doing that? So we've, we've made it as, as, as straightforward as, uh, as we can, but if you imagine a, um, so any work of art, we, we, we fractionalize it or how we call it, particleize it into a certain number of unique pieces. And these are digital representations of the art, um, but... What do they actually represent? It's ownership of the underlying physical um, work of art. So in the case of, of, of H.R. Giger's Alien, um, it's been particleized into 500 particles. And, uh, and, and you can buy one or more of those 500 particles. These are, um, these are all unique uh, in their digital and visual representation. So they look, if you imagine a, a sculpture and imagine it's a, it's, a, it's a loaf of bread, we've sliced it. Uh, 500 times and you have 500 unique slices uh, that all look different digitally uh, one from the other 
Um, and we did that. So you, so you go on our website, you create an account, uh, you connect a wallet. And if you don't have a wallet, it's very straightforward. We tell you how you can get a, a, a wallet. So it's a crypto wallet. And you can choose to pay with crypto. Or you could choose to pay with credit cards. If you choose to pay with credit card, it's a bit like uh, you would buy a pair of shoes, um, you know, on online. It's no different to that. Um, and the, yeah, so the reason why we made these unique is because I'm sure a lot of your listeners know of uh, fra fractional ownership uh, platforms like Masterworks or fractional ownership generally. Um, it's always been um, quite, it, it, it's always been, an investment exercise, right? Uh, people who use Masterworks, they say I invested in a, in a Warhol or I invested in a Basquiat, but people who collect art never say I invested in, uh, you know, this artist. They say I collect that artist. So we're really trying to deliver that collecting experience. And when you collect something, you have, uh, you know, a real relationship with with the art. Um, and, and, and in order to deliver that, having a unique pieces uh, that everyone can have a unique personal relationship with uh, is, is is our way of kind of extending that, uh, that 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 feeling, true feeling of ownership and of collecting uh, through in in into fractional basically. You know, with masterworks, there's just so many layers of abstraction between the art and you. So you actually own shares in a company that owns the art that manages it. You know, uh, you're so far removed. So we try to. The, the, the goal of our exercise is basically to really make this, uh, you know, uh, a co-ownership, similar to how many people, I'm, I'm sure, Adam, you do the same thing, right? You, you can, uh, a lot of people buy art together in groups. I buy art with my sister, my brother, we buy art together, um, just a little more at scale. Yeah, I was going to ask you about how you distinguish yourself from other fractional ownership companies, such as Masterworks, which you mentioned I think based on their marketing, they're very much emphasizing the investment aspect of blue chip art. You said you're a little bit more focused on the collecting side, even though it is fractional ownership, not thinking purely as an investment. How do you balance those things? Yeah, look, don't get me wrong. Of course, when you collect art, there's an investment of money, of course. Uh, ideally, it's, you know, it's a store of value. And, 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 if, and if you... Uh, you know, if you have the eye and other people subscribe to your collecting practices, of course, the market of, of that certain artist can, can blossom. But, um, you know, art is a notoriously bad investment. Actually, art funds in the last hundred years, I think there's only only a few have have made money. And arguably it's because they got lucky on some bets with uh, in, in, in contemporary art with like, uh, I don't know, Warhol and Basquiat and, 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 and they're the outliers. Um, but those that you know the, the the what we're trying to when you collect art, you're you may we're not trying to trade or, or or we're not promising any returns. That's we don't believe that's how you build a timeless uh, and important art collection. And that's our goal is for a co ownership to build one of the greatest art collections in the world. If financial motivations is your is if you're financially motivated, that would you know that that won't happen. Um, but I think success or financial success does come from taking a, a collecting first approach. And would you say your target customer or your existing customer is someone who's an experienced art collector or more someone who's on the outside of the art world, perhaps trying to expose themselves to art? And do people genuinely not mind that they aren't living with the arts when they buy work from Particle? Well, look, so, so to, to, on, on that, they are actually owning it, but they, they can't have it at home, of course. 
Right. Now, most pe- a lot of people own art and they didn't, you know, I think it's a, a, a quite a significant percentage of, of, of the world's art is sitting in a free in free ports around the world, right? Purely just storage for investment purposes. So that's not kind of a foreign idea, but we're trying to do something completely different where the art actually is consistently touring around the world for the benefit of that co-ownership. So we have a foundation to which the the, the art is loaned to. And that foundation, you know, uh, right now brought the Geekers Alien to Lisbon. It'll then be, it's now going to Prague. The, um, our, our, our first work of art that was particleized was Banksy's Love is in the Air. That went to the ICA in Miami for a while. Then we went to New York, to LA. It's now going to, um, it, it's going to, to the UK uh, over the summer and then in, at the MoCo Museum in Amsterdam and then, and in Barcelona, so we're we're making we're trying everything for the art to always be accessible, always be toured because there is nothing like experiencing the art um, uh, in person. Now, of course, you have your particles themselves that are a digital representation of the art. It's it kind of it, it, it's it's an it's a completely separate experience, but that's what you can you can enjoy. And the and the ultimate goal right now it's a nomadic let's say museum, the, the collection tours around the world. But I think um, what I'd like us to get to is to have a, a, a permanent um, space somewhere where the, you know, the permanent connection collection lives. It could of course be loaned to different institutions. That's kind of the goal, but a play, uh, you know, a, a physical museum that really is uh, powered by and governed by uh, this co-ownership that we're building that currently sits at about 2,500 people. And who are these people? That was your first question. Sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell me who. Who do you feel like? Uh, do you feel like it's people who are, you know, on the outside of the art world or traditional collectors or a mix or how do you feel like? What do you feel like is the target yeah. kind of customer? So it's, I, it's very difficult for us to get uh, to get that kind of information, especially in the the kind of Web three blockchain space that we're in, because people are much more. Uh, discreet let's put it that way but um but uh but they are not they, they, most of our of our collectors are have been following the art world or the art market from a distance because they have never felt like it was a very approachable it was kind of a, an intimidating world right and um and so there are people who are dipping their toes for the first time into collecting and would like to learn more, train their eye uh, and, and feel more comfortable um, collecting, let's say for themselves, uh, you know, in, not in a fractional way and want to connect with other people um, and kind of join a, a community so that they can learn more. Uh, I remember when I started collecting art, well, you know, me too. I felt uncomfortable in galleries. I didn't know where to start. Nobody has an art advisor that they not, not very few people have an art advisor that they know that can help them start. I was lucky. My sister is not an advisor, but um, so, you know, we're trying, we're, we have a, a very big edu- educative exercise that we do. Um, we give access to, to, to panels, to experts, to advisors, to artists, uh, studio visits. And so our community kind of benefits um, from all of that, but who they are exactly Well, our audience, mo- most of our, community most of our audience um and most of our outreach is is online and is done through channel social channels like um like twitter and a lot of them of course the nature of everything that we've built is on the blockchain so a lot of them are these crypto native individuals that are 
collecting digital art. Uh, and, you know, all, a lot of times people say, oh, the, the future is, is digital art and, uh, and all these traditions, you see, you see how there's all these sales at Christie's and Sotheby's of, of, of these digital art pieces and they're going for record prices and traditional art collectors are going to make the NFT uh, digital art market completely boom. But actually what we see is that it's these crypto native people who have co been collecting digital art now, who've made a little bit of money and start educating themselves on art history and where everything comes from. They are actually, there's actually more of those that are now going into collecting traditional art. Uh, and so we sit a little bit in between, uh, in between both. Um, and, uh, and we'll see where that, where that goes, right? We'll see where the, where, who, who joins our, our community in the coming years. And so was the plan to eventually resell the artwork in the future? How, how is that managed? Is it something that you decide or do the owners of the fractional shares actually have any say in this? Good question. I mean, the goal is, re is, is not, right? The goal is that we can acu you know, accumulate and build a curated, gorgeous collection. But of course, um, as a co-ownership, uh, you know, you, you, sometimes you have to make that decision. So our, our protocol or our platform, our, our plat <clears throat> excuse me, our platform has the capability of someone who, let's say you, Adam, you, you don't care about particles. You want to you wanna have that alien at home in your living room. Um, you can, you know, create an account and you can make an offer to, um, to the co-ownership. So say you want to offer a million dollars for this. Um, they all have to vote. And if the vote goes through with a majority, well, we organize for the work of art to be uh, shipped to you. And everyone who owns particles of that work, they now don't symbolize ownership in the work anymore because they've accepted your offer. But they can now redeem that particle for their pro rata share of that million dollars that they accepted from you. Um, and we are completely removed from that process. And that's kind of that that's a very important uh, point because we wanted this to be uh, a completely self-managed thing by the co-ownership. Um, yeah. That's really interesting. I think it's very unique for the fractional owners to actually have a say and you put it up for a vote and it's very transparent and ultimately they're the ones deciding if and when they want to sell it. And everything is recorded on, on and the, the whole, the beauty about the blockchain is that it's completely public. So you can't have any manipulation. Everything is auditable, uh, very transparent. Um, and you know, of, of course, also you don't have to pay uh, management fees like you would when you're if you, if you think about this on an investment side. Masterworks is you know two percent management fees all the time. Um, but well, speaking uh, of that, let me ask you: What is Particle's business model? How how do you make money exactly? So so Particle itself is just uh, a technology company, a platform that allows for. Um, people who have art to sell it through us to a community. Um, to facilitate that, we build all the technology. Um, we take a, we charge a, a platform fee, a 20% platform fee on our, on our, um, you know, on, on, on a sale happening through particle. Then when these particles trade amongst each other, right? In the secondary markets, not the physical, but the digital particles, um, there's a 10% fee, that transactional fee that's taken every time. And that's split between ourselves for facilitating it, the artist, and, um, and, uh, and the particle foundation to which the art is loaned. 
And that's that's the beauty of all this is that when the the the, the co ownership you know buys the work and it's been particleized, they loan the work to our foundation. And what does our foundation do? Uh, the foundation's mission is really democratizing the fine arts experience, uh, enabling education access, etc. And so it can do that by having these works of art loaned to it. And in return, what does the foundation do? Well, the foundation takes care of all of the administrative administration and overheads that uh, come with owning high-value works of art, insurance, storage, logistics, etc. And that's why it takes a percentage of those um, those, those transaction fees that, that occur. So you, the, the, when I was saying, you know, you can... Um, the, the co-ownership votes on whether to accept an offer or not. That's one of the most important or important and interesting decisions you'd have to make with regard to, to the art. You're delegating the rest of the decisions to, um, to the particle foundation. So which insurance broker or company to use, uh, which uh, storage facility or transporter when it's moving, where to place it, in which museum, for how long. You're kind of delegating that to the foundation, to experts who know what's best for the arts and who are, have um, the co-ownership's best interest at heart. Of course, we have a whole governance process that's, um, that's uh, kind of outlined where anyone can make a proposal. Uh, and if you get enough, uh, enough votes, if you get a majority of votes, then that proposal is enacted. So let's say, Adam, you had even one particle of, the, of, this, of Giger's Alien and you said, well, you know what? I would like to have it uh, in my living room, guys, and uh, and this is why having it in my living room is important. And you manage to get a majority of owners to to agree to that. Well, in your living room, it would be. So, if our listeners are interested in learning more about your upcoming HR Giger Alien Statue release, how can they learn more about that? Yeah, we just announced uh, we just announced it, and we just and unveiled the stat the the sculpture for the first time here in Lisbon. I think today it's actually moving to Prague at the Metamorphosis show. So uh, yeah, it's 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 called it's by HR Gear. It's called the Necronome Alien Three sculpture. It's um it's edition one of six. So there's actually six of those out there, but it's the only one that was um, made by Giger himself before he died. The rest were you know made under his instructions um, by his um his studio. And it's like you know really an impressive. Impressive sculpture. It's about uh, a little under three meters long. Um, scary looking thing. Um, some interesting things. Uh, an interesting fact about it is that actually, um, it's 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 a, so it's a, it's a complete alien, right? But it has human lips, which uh, gives it this even more creepy kind of look. And the lips were apparently fashioned on um, or modeled on Michelle Pfeiffer's lips. And Giger said he basically wanted to have. Uh, the alien be look look kind of uh, monstrous and scary, like it could eat you, but also have these lips that you can, that kind of attracted you and made you want to kiss it. Uh, so it's completely crazy, right? But um, but an impressive an impressive sculpture and um, and one that uh that that that's seen you know just a tremendous tremendously positive kind of uh, feedback. Perfect. Harold, thanks so much again for coming on and chatting with us about Particle as well as the fractional ownership space. If our listeners want to learn more about Particle, what's the website they can visit? www.particlecollection.com. That's the easiest way. Thanks again, Harold. Adam, thank you very much.